Welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. My name is Todd Wall, and we recognize that the marketplace is more crowded than it ever has been in human history. We use the principle of if it is true there, then it is true here to find what is working in different contexts and apply it to your business. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Blue Collar Experts here. Blue Collar Experts, we're trying to uncover the connections that make someone an expert. How are they communicating? How are they connecting with other people? Today, I've got a, a, two special guests on really talking about, you know, how do you relate one partner to another partner, especially when you come from different industries? How do you engage? Who does this? Who does that? How do you really build trust and really still deliver a high quality product without hating each other at the end of the day? So let me bring them on today with Metro uh, Construction Group. I've got Brandon Clapp and, and a name straight out of a Disney movie, Vanessa Goodhart. I mean, that is just one of the best names I've ever heard in my entire life. It inspires me just to say it out loud. But uh, you. how are you guys doing today? And good. Great. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So I love I loved hearing that y'all's story because so so first off, the big picture is you guys do real estate investing, but you also run a construction company um, doing, you know, projects, everything from a bathroom to really large multifamily, really large. I think on your website it even talks about uh, university works, really large, uh, really large projects as well. So you guys are all over the place from a construction standpoint, and you guys came together originally because, because Vanessa, you were acquiring properties, and you finally found a contractor who was true to his word, who was good at what he did, and that you connected with on a relational level, and y'all decided to begin partnering up. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Um in the construction world, as many know, it's a little difficult to find reliable um, contractors that say what they're going to do and actually do it. Um, and Brandon was one of the very first people that did. So it was it was great working with him. So so what all so I mean, I tried to give a highlight, but from a construction standpoint, Brandon, what all types of project projects are you guys doing? Just so that people listening can kind of know. You know, is this guy just fixing toilets or what, what is this guy? What do, what do you guys, kind of projects do you guys handle? We're a general contractor, class B license. So that gives us the ability to do single family homes up to uh, 20 story projects. We, we typically do um, multifamily renovation projects. It's kind of our bread and butter type work. And we work in the um, iBuyer space. In the, did you say high buyer space? I buyer uh, the internet buyer space. Oh, okay. I'm glad you cl I'm glad you clarified that because unless you're in that niche, you don't know what it's what the I buyer space is. So, okay, I'm glad you you clarified. That's the internet buyer space. So, I mean, you, you see, you guys see here. I got I've got your website pulled up. I love your tagline here. I mean, yeah, that video grabs my eye too. That's the marketer in me talking. But building trust with with quality work, it because end of the day, isn't that what it's kind of all about? I mean, just 
you are you are the work that you put out. Isn't that right? Sure. So tell me about the tell me about your website as we as we kind of walk through. I mean, as the as the owner of this, I mean, what, what am I what am I seeing here? Uh, so um, basically, we put this together to help market to our customers, and um, this is kind of an, an overview of what our specialties are, our thought process, our commitment to our customers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You do the contracting, interiors, assets. What's what are asset solutions that you guys you guys work on? Because a person can book appointment for any uh, any of these three with you guys. What 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 are what are asset solution consultations? Well, so asset solutions would be uh, capital expenditure work that um, uh, multifamily property or commercial contractor might have a budget to do uh, a project at their location. And so we'll go there, we'll walk the project, then we'll walk the place and see what, what they want. Um, a lot of times people do due diligence on new projects that they're buying and we'll walk them and give them uh, solutions for problems they might have that are specific to the site. Okay. So, and, and that really seg segues us into really, I mean, you're, you guys aren't just a construction company, but you also do real estate investing as well, what type of real estate investing you guys primarily focus on? Well, we started off with a uh, single family and kind of test the waters and our dynamic working together. Obviously, that's important if you're going to partner up with someone. And we actually found that we move and groove and we really get things done. Um, so we started to scale up and doing more multifamily. We started with duplex, fourplex. Now we're repositioning an eightplex. So um, the sky's the limit. We're hoping to take our skills uh, as far as they can take us and see how big we can get with our next following projects. That was awesome. You sounded like LeBron James when he was going to Miami. I decided to take my skills to South Beach. Um, um, you're right, because, I mean, the size of the project, obviously, I mean, that that that's a game changer for a lot of people. Once you, I mean, would would you agree, Brandon? I mean, once you you guys were able to go from single family into these, uh, you know, multifamily larger projects. I mean, that was was that a was that a pivotal point for you? Have you you guys been doing that wide variety for quite a while? So it was pivotal in the sense for um, for what we own. Yes, uh, I've renovated. Um, Several, I mean, I've renovated dozens and dozens of apartment complexes that are uh, 100 to 400 units. Uh, but as far as an ownership uh, aspect, transitioning from single family homes into the multifamily space is really uh, the next important step for where we want to go um, as, in terms as far as what our, uh, our ROI is, our, our uh, our time on uh, construction, uh, and it's really taking us to a different place for sure. Figuring out the nuances and the differences on multifamily that you didn't have in single family. A absolutely. So let, let's focus on that just a little bit, because I think one of the strengths that you guys have in, you know, those connection points that you're able to find it, that, that have made you experts in the industry 
is one, because you're both construction and investor, you're able to have a much better view at the margins and those, those key metrics. What, what are some of those things that, that you guys work together to, what are the levers that you guys really focus on when you're in examining a deal so you know, yes, this is a, this is a good direction or no, run for the hills? I think when we're looking at buying properties, I don't think it's left up to one person. Um, we, we look at the property together. We look at the project together. We look at the numbers and we make a decision. And if both of us like it, we'll move forward. And if one of us doesn't like it, we won't move forward. It's really helped that we both have that construction background. So when we walk a house or an apartment complex and it's in, it's in dire straits and it needs some significant work. That doesn't scare us. That's not work that scares us away where I feel like a normal traditional um, investor would be worried with with some of the projects that we purchase or, you know, they look daunting, but we can divide and conquer. We know, you know, we can hit the ground running on the day we close. We have contractors there demoing and, and getting the work started. So um, I think that's one of the biggest uh, keys to our success, having that construction background when we're buying our investment. So, so when you view a, you walk on a property and it's just a mess, not only your experience says, okay, you actually see the problem for what it is. So it's not a hyperbole. It's, it, you actually see it in its proper proportion, but you, you also mentioned you're able to control the timelines better being the actual contractor as well. Um, so you've got those two aspects, but what are the key numbers that you really look at that really, you know, that, that really are, are the most pivotal for you? I mean, is it? Well, the construction costs, the ARV, um, and the purchasing costs are the three big, and big we, ones. And we, and we really start backwards. So like when we're looking at a deal, uh, if it's in a good area, it's someplace that we like. The condition isn't really that relevant to us because we're not buying properties that are done. We want to buy the worst property that we can possibly buy. So we'll start at the back end of a deal with what is the exit on the property. And then we'll uh, work backwards to what we want to offer. So uh, we don't start with the offer price. That's really kind of irrelevant to us, what they're asking for it. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll just start at the sale price, what we think we could exit the uh, deal for. Okay, I like that. So you, you begin with what you can exit it for. So much like Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind. So then what, what is the next thing that you guys look at? So we look at, um, we look at a couple different things. Uh, we look at first and foremost, what our exit is, uh, sales price. And then also, um, we look at, uh, what is our worst case scenario? If we have to hold on to the property, we can't sell it. And that's really why we've got into the multifamily, uh, with multiple exit strategies that single family homes don't offer that, um, if, if for some reason somebody doesn't sell, what can we rent it for? Uh, and, 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 and cover our exit that way. Wait, I, I thought real estate investing, at least according to HGTV is all about just, uh, you know, optimism and believing in, in, in what is possible. You're saying you actually take a skeptical look at it and make sure if, if, if something bad does occur, then this will occur. I mean, you're, you're thinking about contingencies as well. Sure. We look at, um, what it could sell for potentially. Um, right now is kind of tricky. We look at deals that, uh, are six, 
six months out for completion and we take, you know, uh, 10 to 50% off, 10 to 15% off what the ARB is today. And we track that to what it potentially could be in six months. Uh, and then we look at what it can rent for. And then we also, during the process of our due diligence, what we could potentially do a short-term rental on the property for to maximize our return if we have to hold on to the property, we can't sell it. Yeah, we're always trying to have at least three options if our goal isn't met. I like that. So always have three options so you can always pivot in whichever one is necessary based off because no project ever goes exactly the way it's it was originally planned, Most right? <laughs> so now, Vanessa, so you told me originally, I mean, because this is all about partnership. So you you said you, you liked the way he saw things, but then you saw things also in a certain way. So when you go to look at the property, wh where do you, you know, wh what what attracts your eye? Where What does your, your brain uh, really flow towards? Um, I really try to see if uh, we can revive a property and give it new life with updating it um, and adding just a little bit extra to the finishes. Uh, a lot of rentals and a lot of multifamily properties are kind of quick turn, the same run of the mill type of stuff. And I try to, if we can, like incorporate a little bit more design into what we do so that we do look a little different. We do look a little better. And for the neighborhoods that we are um, investing in, there are they are usually the best looking properties and the best options once we're done with them. And that's something that we pride ourselves in. We want to give people a good place to live and make sure everything's working and functioning. And and this is the first time that we've had something cared for. So I really try to incorporate a little bit more design into our investments so that it really pops when we go to sell them. And see, I, I totally thought Brandon was the design specialist. So <laughs> it, I guess I was just profiling, you know, but yes, yes, you were. Yeah. Um, okay. So this interaction with, with the, the two of you, how did you figure out what are some of the bumps and bruises that you guys have already figured out? Because it, there is power in partnership, but how do you, how do you make it work? I mean, what? I mean, what's your trick trick to the trade and how do you make this partnership work? I mean, did you plan for divorce at the beginning? Uh, did you know that, you know, I mean, that's a valid thing. A lot of people say, you know, while you're getting along, plan for divorce, you know, but, but how, how do you guys, what are kind of, what are y'all's rules for operation? I think what really um, works for us is that the goal is not who's right or wrong, but the goal is for what's best for the project. And what is the easiest way to get from point E to point B? And point E is the acquisition, the point B is the sell. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways that can be done, but there's no ego involved. There's no my way or the highway. Uh, we submit to each other's ideas. We talk about things. We make sure that we're both in agreement on things. Uh, you know, if we disagree on something, we'll have a conversation and talk and give our opinion. And then we come to a conclusion. Um, you know, it's not about, uh, if, if Vanessa's right or if, or if I'm right, it's about what is our, uh, what's right for what we're doing for each individual job. I, lo I love that answer, Brandon, because it's very, it's a very man answer. It was very point A to point B. 
And I, I love how you, you talk about bringing, taking the ego out of it because that you're right. That, that is, that, that messes so many things up. So, so Vanessa, what, what is your take on, you know, what is the recipe for success within a partnership? It's really, um, being understanding and open-minded to each other's, um, thoughts and opinions, not like he said, we're not going to be right. We're not going to be fighting to, to see who's right. Um, but understanding each other's point of view and listening to what their perspective is on, on the subject and coming to this conclusion and, and the solution that is best for the project. And it's not about your personality, what you wanted. It's what the goal is for the project. Is this good for what we're doing? It's not, it's not us. It's what we're doing. So really keeping the eye on the prize essentially. I like that. Uh, the, the eye on the prize, it's what, how, what was it you just said? It's, it's us. It's not us. It's the project. Is that, is that how you put that? Yes. Yeah. I like that. That's a good, you, that could almost be on a t-shirt. I like that. Um, that is great. Okay. So, um, so in, so we have, so that's how you guys relate, how you get up, get along. I think that's a magical recipe in terms of removing the ego, keeping the project at, at the center of things. It's not about, you know, red paint versus green paint. It, you know, that, that part doesn't matter at the end of the day. You're not trying to win anything. And I, you know, it's very evident when you guys talk about it, that, that, that those rules of operation are, are kind of, are, are pretty clear. So the cause is what's, what's deciding you know, how you guys relate back and forth. So now give us some advice to, to whether it's other people within, um, uh, in real estate investing or, or just other business owners who are trying to, you know, how do you get in front of your right customer? So how did, what, what is it? And, and, you know, you don't give me any trick, you know, secret recipe or anything, but you can speak broadly, but but, uh, I mean, how do you get in front of the right customer? Um, what's kind of the recipe that's worked for you? In my experience, I would say that you have to know what customer you want. Um, not every customer is the right customer. And after, you know, 15 or 16 years in business, I know that I know what my right customer is, and that may not be my competitor's right customer. Um, and you can't be all things to all people. But you can be a lot of things to a specific group of people and be successful. Absolutely. And then just performing for those customers once you do have them, because they'll, they'll keep coming back and sending you more business. I mean, Brandon has a huge network of people. Like he hasn't advertised in years and, you know, people pick up the phone and call him when things go wrong. He's the first person they think of. So being that, contractor that is that is reliable whatever trade whatever whatever walk path you walk um just show up do what you're you say you're gonna do um you're and reliable answer, and answer your phone yeah answer your phone answer a text message <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, and that goes back to the the uh tagline on your website that's building trust with quality work i mean from a construction standpoint i mean like, I love what you just said, Vanessa, that he, he has clients still calling him over and over again. So part of it is just being quality, right? 
Yeah, being quality, communicating, doing all the, the, the factors that equal quality work. But now from the uh, investment standpoint, I mean, are there groups that you're part of? Uh, I mean, is, is, or are you able to just kind of just go it on your own? Or, I mean, what, how does networking play into to finding your ideal customer? We, so for our customers, for our investment business, it's kind of a niche customer. We're looking to sell to um, small investors. So we buy properties that are priced to where a small investor could buy them. Um, you know, we're kind of uh, not, um, you know, uh, for some investor, we're also not an uh, institutional investor either. So we try to buy things that are at certain price points that would cash flow the bill can make money on and some to kind of a particular type of people. We also network with the movers and shakers in, an, in a market. So we're, we're talking and meeting brokers and real estate agents that have their, their uh, pulse on the market. They know who's out there buying. They know who's out there selling. Um, I really like to get to know like the wholesalers if you can, multiple agents if you can, multiple brokers, um, because those relationships are what bring deals. Those relationships what close deals. Um, there's been many times where we get a phone call from one of our agents and they're like, hey, we have someone trying to sell this property before they list it. Are you interested? And those are the types of deals that we really want to try to get. And and the same works when we're selling. Sometimes they're like, you know what? I have someone that is looking for property this size. So they reach out and they have those connections. So building that net network of people that are in the market, in the field, and just working in it every day is very beneficial. So j just like Brandon earning trust, uh, you know, through years and years of great work, what is earning your trust in those networking situations that, that would, that causes someone to actually give you a call? I mean, I mean, you see, there's all sorts of people in those networking events, right? So what, what, what do you think is your key to building that trust? So they do pick up the call and give you, you know, give you one of those leads. We, we close deals and we perform. So they know that we're calling and we want to buy, we are going to buy, and we are going to maybe buy multiple and, um, also part in the background noise. Um, we'll also have that person sell our, our property. So we perform and, um, we're pretty quick. We're right. When we say we want to buy something, that's usually like this month. So um, a lot of the agents that work with us know that, and we're usually looking for people that are ready to go. So ultimately, I, I like how you're tying that real estate, the real estate agent, for example, in on both ends. I mean, because ultimately some people are looking for what what's in it for them, right? So I, mean, I, I like how, I mean, it's a, it's a mutual relationship that you're building. It's not a one-way street, is it? Yeah. No, absolutely not. It benefits us to obviously know them, get in touch with their network, but we're going to buy the deal they bring us and have them sell that same deal they brought us. So they are making money on both ends. Oh, I see. I get, I got you. So, I mean, so you're, are you, when you're networking in a situation, so you're, you're looking for people just like you, how you found Brandon, you're looking for people that you have a relational connection with. 
that you, I mean, is that, is that kind of the key? I mean, or are you just throwing your card out to as many people that will, will grab it? I think both. Yeah. And I like to connect, but the thing is like, I want to make sure that we're connecting with people that have some wherewithal. They understand what our goals are. They see where we're, what we're shooting towards and, um, they have the, the skill set and maybe network to help us any way they can. Um, we're a great client to work with and we, um, we just need to find the great people. This, the same way we found our subcontractors in every single market, you know, that's always difficult, but it's just kind of trial and error until you find the people that, that get it and you just grow with them. Brandon, you are real quick to answer that. I think it's both. Tell me, tell me what, what were you thinking there? You know, it's like fishing. Uh, I think you got to throw your net wide because you don't know who's going to, when to be, um, it, the, you know, one person may not be in deal today, but they might be a deal in 12 or 18 months. So I think it's very important to have a group of people that uh, you work with that know that you can perform like an incident center, um, that, that, uh, they know and trust them. If we make an offer, we'll be able to buy. But I think also you have to kind of cast out your, uh, what you're looking for to a wide variety of people, because you don't know who's going to come up with something in the future. I love that, man. Guys, thank you so much for this time. I mean, this was some valuable information. Now, help me summarize this. So, so I, I don't want to make sure, want to make sure I don't forget any of this. So, I mean, in building this relationship, um, so you, it was all about not only first off the relationship with the customers, it was about being consistent and giving quality work over time. Right. Would that be, that's one of the first ones, right? Yes. Uh, let's see. In, and what else was there in uh, in the networking aspect of it? I love what you just said, casting a wide net because you really don't know who you're really going to connect with. Uh, what else am I? Excuse me. What else am I forgetting here? Um, help me summarize this. Communicating with each other. Yeah, communicating with each other. I mean, because. You know, Vanessa, you're good at seeing one thing. Brandon's good at seeing something else. But I also loved the communication you talked about with uh, with your end buyer or your or the real or the realtor in knowing what they're looking for, the situations that they're looking for. Brandon, I love how you talked about um, knowing having a good picture of what your your customer actually looks like. You said. Because your customer isn't the same as, as somebody else's. The deal that you guys want to get involved in isn't the same as somebody else's. So having clarity around that, I, I really liked how you put that. So um, guys, thank you so much for this time um, and giving us just a little bit of glimpse into how do you make a partnership work and then how do you thrive in a very difficult real estate market? So guys thank you very much for your time and uh, i hope to have you guys on the show again soon thank you yeah.